0: Jared Anderson Dull into the front of the net and he puts one home. Less than a minute in, Anderson Dull in backhand, pinballs off the pads of Stellars, and the Rains strike early. You're listening
1: to the Rainy Day Podcast, the official podcast of the Ontario Rain,
0: with your hosts, Cameron Close and Zach Dooley. Now, it's time to get in the pod. Hello. Hello. Once again, the the rain duo of me, Cameron Close and Zach Dooley, the rain insider return. And Now we've got a name for our podcast, a new season, a new place to record from. It's all happening here, Zach. And it's the rainy day podcast. Episode one, the 2019 20 AHL season is already underway. And now our, our podcast catches up. Zach, how are you? Doing well, Cam. And
1: I I think if we compiled all the talk we did last season about naming our podcast, we could have an entire episode's
0: worth of content. Well, here we are. And here are the rain at the top of uh, the Pacific division. Almost there. Stockton is a little bit ahead, but both teams tied up in points. So Stockton uh, is, has the shootout loss. So they go up one and the rain with the overtime loss. So technically they sit there, but uh, not a sustainable mark, but an unbelievable start to the year for the rain. And, um, It doesn't necessarily get you into the playoffs, but it's going to help you down the stretch. If you have a bad stretch of games, which every team seems to uh, one way or another, this one cancels that out. And I have seen teams that had no business making the playoffs, make the playoffs, whether it be in the NHL or the AHL, because of a, a great start over their first 10 games. Sometimes that powers you through to the end of the year.
1: Definitely does. I mean, the points here in October count the same as the points in March. You kind of think of those later season games as being like, quote unquote, more important. But at the end of the year, like the two points that the rain have gotten in six of their first eight games are going to count the same as a win in March. I mean, and like you said, it doesn't get you into the playoffs. You saw the rain two seasons ago. They started 0-6, 2017-18. They bounced back, made the playoffs with a strong run. You saw Tucson last year, a team that started off really hot, top of the division. They missed the playoffs because they had some injuries and cooled down the stretch. So it's a good start for the rain, but obviously, like you said, nothing guaranteed.
0: So taking a look at uh, at our podcast agenda today, we're going to have a guest on. Jarrett Anderson-Dolan will be our first of the year. But right now, there's really not a lot to complain about, Zach. And, and it's been a lot of fun in Ontario at Toyota Arena. And they've been winning at home. They've been winning on the road. They've been doing really well on the power play. The penalty kill, the special teams have been good. The goaltending has probably been uh, the most the best thing to point at as far as what's been going right. But, but there, again, there just isn't a lot to point at that that's going wrong. It's easy to talk about Cal Peterson who leads the AHL in basically everything for goaltenders, six
1: wins from eight games. He started all eight games here for the Ontario rain. He's been a rock in net, leads the league in minutes played, leads the league in saves, leads the league in shots faced. And you could probably go down the line as you weed out the goaltenders that have only played a couple of games, but Peterson's been very good. And I thought Wednesday, Uh, Last Wednesday in Bakersfield, Peterson stole the game um, when the rain were outplayed. But this Friday and Saturday, I think you can start to talk about how different players on the rain have been really good as well. And those kind of players were, you know, carrying the way. I thought the rain played two of their best games of the year Friday and Saturday.
0: Well, you look at the uh, game on Saturday. We'll go to that one at home in San Diego. Uh, The rain skate to a three to two victory and a tight game at home. It came down to the wire. The rain unable to get the empty net goal so it stands up as a one goal win at home but it was very close and i think it was very important to the fans in attendance to the players to not give san diego their first win of the year that's somewhat of a surprise san diego doesn't have a win this season it's they they've been pretty abysmal they they don't look they didn't look that bad in the game at home uh, but but the rain were the better team in both games on the weekend and it's just surprising they're a perennial contender and they have looked horrible i mean the goals were Two wins away from the Calder Cup Finals last
1: year. I thought the best team overall in the Pacific Division last year, too. So you, you see some guys who are contributors like a Troy Terry, Sam Steele, Max Jones. Those guys are now in the NHL with the Ducks. You see a guy like Andy Walensky has moved on in the offseason. Jacob Larson up with the Ducks. So a lot of guys who are maybe key pieces of last year's team aren't there, but they still have some studs. Like Sam Carrick, you know, lit up the rain last season. He had nine goals in 12 games against Ontario. The goals have a lot of good pieces, and you wonder, you know, a new head coach, a lot of new faces, maybe it's just going to take some time for the pieces, you know, for the some of the parts to to match.
0: If you're a Kings fan, you got to look at that Anaheim organization and say this is how I hope it goes for us because Anaheim's playing well right now in the NHL, and San Diego did well last year, and a bunch of guys that – everyone said these are former Ducks you had Troy Terry, Sam Steele uh, amongst many others and, and a few guys that are still down there that can that can go up there and contribute. Now Anaheim's playing really well that's kind of how you yeah, have to hope that it, it gets followed in LA and and by every account LA has a better prospect pool and that's not me saying that that's the hockey news that's uh, th- that's a lot of different publications that are putting out rankings on on prospects before the season.
1: That's why the AHL is there, right? You want your players to to play in the AHL. You want them to succeed in the AHL. You want them to graduate from the AHL, go and be contributors in the NHL. Sometimes it takes a player 20 games here to figure it out. Sometimes it takes a player three years to figure it out. But you want to use the rain as a development model for young Kings prospects to eventually go on and be... Los Angeles Kings on a full-time basis.
0: So I am a selfish man, Zach. Let me make that very clear. And I've you, don't, been, you don't need to make that clear. So I have seen on Fox Sports, uh, Wes, the conversation has been, do you want these guys up with the Kings right now? Do you want them to stay and play together with the rain? I'm not out on the Kings. Like they, They're a very good team. So I, I know that we don't do too much NHL talk and we try to stick to the AHL, but everyone's paying attention. It's it's not a hot start for the Kings by any stretch of the imagination. I'm I mean... There are some very talented players on that team, so I it, it, they're less than a month in. Like, give the team a break. Let them let them pull it together. They've got Drew Doughty, they've got Andrzej Kopitar, amongst many other great players. Jonathan Quick. I've seen people complaining about him. He's a Vesna Kalberg goalie. Like, give him a give him a little bit of time to get things together before we start um, all talking about the Rain all needing to come up and play with the Kings. I want to see the Rain stay as the Rain because I watch every Rain game. Give the Kings another month before you start having that conversation. And I I know that I, I'm talking to the the fans and, and the media that I see this coming from. I mean, it just seems a little outrageous to give up on the team a month. And I know they had a bad year last year. They had a solid year the year before, and it's a very similar team with – with some players that have come into their own. I'm, I'm tired of it. And it's uh, it, the rain are going to be able to fill Jared Anderson Dolan, Tobias Bjornfoot has already played up top. Carl Grunstra. They're playing well in the AHL right now when they're needed up top, they will be there. But I, I don't think that I feel like people are giving up on the Kings already and saying, well, let's just get the youth, their experience and who cares about the record. There's some very good players in LA. I think it's a little outrageous to give up on that team right now.
1: I'm going to take, Maybe a different approach to that. I think it's, I'll look at it more from what's best for a 20 year old player. Is it to play fourth line minutes in the NHL or is it to play second line minutes in the AHL and get time on the power play and the penalty kill? Like if you look at a Jared Anderson Dolan, like in a vacuum, is he an NHL caliber guy? Maybe, you know, I I don't know. We've only seen him play for five games, but he's playing in a top nine role in Ontario. He plays on the power play. He plays in the penalty kill. He's getting a ton of great experience here. Because if you bring a guy up like that who you eventually one day want to be playing on the power play and on the penalty kill with the Kings, but he hasn't done it as a professional, like you're going to want a guy who's had that experience at some point. And if you just rush all these kids up, you say, oh, well, the, the kids got to play. Well, if they're only playing on the third line of the fourth line and they're not playing any special teams, like how are you? Is that best for their development? I don't think that it is.
0: Yeah, no, I can I can see where you're coming from there. I, I believe that development it- from goalies get them as many games as you can and I know that that's something that we had on our list to talk about briefly Zach is Cal Peterson plays three games in four nights and Mike Stuthers vehemently defends that decision and I love it if there's one thing that we can always count on year in and year out it's great quotes from the head coach of the Ontario Reign. Stutz is always always a gem in his
1: post-game quotes I enjoy our interviews especially you know when the team's doing well and if you look at Mark Andre Fleury, you know one of the best goalies in the NHL. He's playing three games in four nights and has done so this season. So why, why not? You know how how could you really justify taking Cal out of the net with how well he played? He was terrific in all three games in four nights. Most of the rain skaters, to Stutz's point, are playing three games in four nights. So the goalie position, why is it treated any differently? I don't know. That's a little, you know, I don't make those decisions. But I think Stutz will will ride or die with Cal Peterson, which I think he should.
0: And then going back to the NHL side of it, the St. Louis blues were in last place in the NHL in January. And then they come back and win the Stanley cup. It's less than a month in stop giving up on the LA Kings. I'm just, there's too much conversation about that because of last year, there are very good players in this team. There are very motivated players on this team. I just, it baffles me sometimes, but that's, that's my point of view, Zach. That's just me. I don't know how you stand on that. Maybe you're, you're probably one of the naysayers. You're a pretty negative guy. That's just saying, I'll tank the year, get another draft pick and get all the, get all the rain up there. That sounds like something you'd say.
1: You know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the, keep the rain as the rain point of view. (laughs) If we talked about the NFL with the Miami dolphins that I support, maybe I would say differently, uh, but, but as a, the rain rainy day podcast, I think I'll keep my, keep my thoughts about the rain. And that's, I think right now, I think the best thing for a lot of these young guys is to keep them playing in the heavy minutes that they are with Ontario and see how their development goes from there.
0: All right. Well, with that, uh, let's let's bring in our first guest, our only guest today. And then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up a bit. Uh, you and Isaac, when we come back, Jared Anderson Dolan. Jared Anderson Dolan is a forward for the Ontario Rain, and he joins us now. Jared, thanks for being the first guest on the slew of 2019-20 Rainy Day podcasts. Awesome. What an honor. <laughs> yeah. It Well, don't hype it up too much. So. <laughs> We're gonna start uh, with a trivia question, and Zach doesn't know the question either. So you're both, you can both answer. All right. So, uh, let's see. From 1980 to 2001, the Hart Trophy was won by three players. It, it, for that whole stretch of over two decades, who won it in 2002 to break that streak?
2: Jeez.
0: do we buzz in is there yeah, like a you little can buzzer you slack can, the table you can buzz start it
2: off Go Go ahead. I'll try to get a read out for you.
1: I have a guess and okay. I don't know if this is the, Is it Jose Theodore?
0: Okay, that's your guess. Oh man. I'll tell you what your guess is wrong. I'm gonna tell you that he wanted uh he had one right in that span like a weird randomly oh won it. you know what you're right. It go. I asked the question. Off the hook. I asked the question in somewhat of a strange way because I meant to say led the league in points. And, and you're right. Jose Theodore won in 02. This player led the league in points, but then didn't win the Hart trophy. He's actually uh, the only player to ever lead the league in goals and points and not win the Hart trophy. But he was the one to break it. So that those three players, by the way, were Gretzky, Lemieux, and Yager. We did it for those 21 years. Could he, so in year 20, that. who, yeah. Who was, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty easy. But this guy, uh, this guy led the league in points in 02. So uh, they had our one. Sorry. Okay. Confusing everybody, but the, give me the, give me the points later. I'll what let you, you take it. the lead here. See what, what do you think? Is it one of those three guys? You no, 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 on? no, This guy was the first one in 21 years yeah. to, uh, to have the most points in the NHL. That wasn't one of those three guys. Do you want to, Maybe like Pavel Berry. I don't even know if he was. That's not a bad guess, that but that's me. not right. Peter Forsberg. No. All right. You want me to just tell you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jerome Ginla. Oh, huh. wow. Isn't that interesting? I should know that. I'm a Calgary yeah. boy. Well, and <laughs> so that's why I brought it up. You're from Calgary and, you know, this, uh, presentation hasn't, hasn't gone great so far, but this is a good segue. So talk to us about growing up in Calgary. Did you grow up a Flames fan? Were you going to the Saddle Dome? To, uh, talk to us about Calgary. What's, uh. What was it like growing up up there?
2: Well, I actually didn't grow up a, a Flames fan. I grew up a, a Penguins fan. Um huge fan of Crosby. Uh, as soon as he came to the league, I was a fan of him, but yeah, I, I definitely went to a to a lot of Flames games. It was always around the Saddledome and not just the Flames, but the Hitmen in the in the Western League as well. So watching guys like Getzlaff growing up for for the Hitmen was pretty cool, but
0: why the Flames? Why why or excuse me, why the Penguins? Why you grew up in a hockey town. Yeah. In a good market, but you just decided, you know what? I'm going to a different country and to a different coast.
2: Uh well, I th- the first couple of years, like when Crosby came to league, I was only five, so I I just kind of just went to Flames games, but I didn't really have a team, so just kind of wanted to, to hop on the bandwagon. And then, like literally, as soon as he came into league, I just huge fan of him. So whatever team he went went to, I was probably going to cheer for them. Was he the reason
1: you kind of started playing hockey as well, or were you playing before you kind of got into watching Crosby play?
2: No, I was playing before that, yeah, my my mom Fran got me into it super young. I think i I skated for the first time when I was you know two or three years old, and then I was playing hockey when I was you know three and a half or four. So no, I was playing before that. but um I, I mean, I was five years old when when he started, so I was still really young, but i I don't yeah, it wasn't because of him, but he was definitely a guy I watched growing up and definitely motivated motivated me to to keep kind of pushing harder to make it to the next level.
0: I still can't get past the fact that you decided to root for a different team other than the Flames, although you grew up in that city. Are you a big uh, Stampeders guy? Uh, I, was, I, I wasn't really a big football guy my whole life, actually. I've gotten more into football
2: since I've moved to the States, actually, with the NFL, but... I wasn't really I would go to, to stamps games but I wasn't really a, a big fan or anything growing up.
0: So I know this because I know him, but Zach it has crazy weird professional sports teams allegiances like Miami and um and That's others tough. and and to yeah, me, it's, and, and it's to me as an out, outsider who, you know, with the exception of hockey because the Kings are are number 1 in in my heart, um I root for the teams from where I'm from, which which are Boston for me, and and that's the way it is because that's where I grew up. And for Zach, that isn't the case. I give him a little bit of a break because you grew up in upstate New York, so it's not like you really have a football team up there. But you could have chosen the Bills, the Jets, the Giants. You chose the Yankees, which was really convenient because they won a lot of games. And you chose the Penguins, who then won a bunch of Stanley Cups with with one of the best players in the history of the game. So really convenient for you two guys. I had to do it the right way, the hard way, um, but. You know, teach their own that's my that's my soapbox
1: I know that I personally have a lot of sympathy for Boston sports fans who are just craving for a, a championship in one yeah, no one kidding. of four sports so <laughs>
0: I'm look I was born into it I won I won the lottery in that way but that, that's just me you guys had to you know, do it your way it's fine all right let's talk about um, let's talk about Spokane Washington where you played uh, your juniors hockey. Um, was that interesting you know you're going to be drafted into the whl and then you know that there's a chance of going to an american team and you know there's a chance of going to the middle of nowhere what's that process like as a very very young man um getting drafted i guess you're not really even a man you're still kind of a boy at that yeah. at that point in your life you know what's that like what's going through your mind when you're were we 15 for the draft 14 14 yeah yes, young.
2: yeah, yeah no it, the whole the whole year is pretty pretty crazy because you're I mean, you're just a kid, and you're you're doing interviews with with scouts and everything, and they're they're kind of drilling you with, with questions. But uh, it's funny. I was I was I was sitting at home. I remember this. I was sitting at home uh, watching. I think Shaw or something did uh, did it, like the broadcast of the the draft. They did it live, so I stayed home. And um, I think I, I was like ranked to go a lot earlier than. what I ended up going so I I was kind of on the edge of my seat and when Spokane came around I I talked to them a bunch and I I knew they they kind of liked me so I I kind of knew that that I was they were going to pick me but uh I didn't know anything about Spokane like I didn't even know it was in the states honestly I Mm -hmm. thought it was like I didn't uh, like when I was watching the WHL growing up it was always the hitmen and like the teams from their conference so I didn't even I didn't even really know there's there's the American division so when I got drafted there I'm like where am I going and then uh, like looked it up it was in Washington, like figure out a move into the states, and yep. uh, it was that it was actually pretty exciting. I think it was a lot a lot more stressful for my parents than it was for me.
0: There's a, uh, I, it's kind of near, uh, obviously Washington, Seattle is kind of. There's a little coffee shop actually out there, way Starbucks. You ever been to one of those? Yeah, I've Seattle, been there a couple times. So. Seattle, <laughs> Seattle spot. Um, a lot of people don't know about it i tell them when they're going <laughs> um you sell you said you you fell a, a few you fall a few rounds or a few picks no a few
2: picks i i mean Char- at, at character that... issue is character <laughs> <problem>. <laughs> yeah i guess we could say that yeah. okay. <laughs> no but at, at that level it's, it's weird like all the it, there's not really rankings like all the rankings are just you know guys that are that are you know sitting sitting at home you know doing their their blogs or whatever. So I didn't really know, but uh, I was, I was definitely supposed to go higher, but you know, for whatever reason it, it is what it is happens, but it's
1: hard enough to get the draft rankings right for 18 year olds. Imagine yeah. getting it right for 14 year olds who aren't even like playing against each other regularly. What, right? That's a no, job absolutely. I would never want huh? No. Having
0: to rank a bunch of 15 year olds that, well, like yeah how was, do you how do you yeah. even get good at i you mean never, you probably know, them, know who yeah. the top three are yeah at that, that level
2: but i mean guys there like you're not even done growing like i remember there's guys that that just dominated uh obviously great players but they were just so much bigger than everyone else and then you kind of you kind of look at it now and they're, I mean, they're, they're still big guys, but they're, they're pretty average size now that they're, you know, it's everyone's grown up and and fully grown.
0: Let's stay on the draft topic. You go in the second round, you go to the Kings. Do you have a feeling you were going to the Kings?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of the same thing as Spokane. I I had a great interview with
0: them at the combine.
2: Uh, Thought I clicked with them. Um, They, they took me out for, for lunch in the, in the summer. So yeah, I kind of had a feeling um, when they, when they came around, I kind of gave my mom a nudge and I I said, I thought this is a pick and, um you know obviously obviously they picked me in a pretty cool moment with my family there
0: so you know you you talk to them you usually have an idea about who's interested and in you're right but obviously anyone can pick you you know there's no there's no rules there yeah. you don't have to say any any uh city names or team names but were there any that that you know okay i'm i'm probably going in the second round i'm pro- it's probably around now were there any that were like you're holding your breath like i really don't want to go there yeah, uh not that i didn't want to go to yeah um you don't know honestly
2: honestly not because um it's it's the nhl like you're you're happy wherever you go but no i i honestly just the whole day was uh i think the first day was was he was pretty stressful because i didn't really know like it was going to be you know late first or or in the second round so uh it was kind of on the edge of my seat but there wasn't really there wasn't really a team like dead serious honest there wasn't a team that i would have been would have been mad if i got picked by you said you had a really
1: good interview with the Kings. Were there any questions, maybe from other teams? You don't have to say the team. Like any weird questions they asked you? Like how is this determining like what kind of hockey player I was going to be?
2: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't really weird. It kind of just, um, kind of just um, surprised me. I didn't. It kind of um, then didn't, I didn't really know how to respond. It was the, um, what's the worst thing you've ever done? And um, I what mean, obviously, <laughs> I, I froze. Like I, yeah. I was. It took me like three minutes or, to answer because I was thinking, but um i can't even remember what i said honestly i think i just made something up but yeah. um you know but it it just surprised me because like you're when you really think about it it's like you obviously don't want to you don't want to say some stuff that, like that's part of it but also just being put on the spot in a, yeah. a room full of full of scouts that are you know judging you for you know, whether they want to pick you she, or not it's kind said, of a tough sit, question sitting
0: here in this interview with you you clown <laughs> been, i don't know if that would have been the right answer <laughs> might have failed guys, a lot of guys would have respected it I yeah think. that's true actually it might have I'm going to on the first round. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So here. <laughs> all right. I want to, I want to get into a few other things. Let's go back to junior. So you, you get drafted, you you get a contract and then they do the, the entry level slide, which um, for those that don't know, once you get the entry level contract, you're allowed to, as an NHL team, push that down the line of it. So you actually, that ended up happening twice, right? So you, you're, you're in junior and you're still owned by the Kings, but that, that contract slides down and, for those of you at home that don't know, you know there's a there's an entry level contract, and you, on the two way contracts, you have an NHL salary, an AHL salary, a signing bonus. The signing bonus goes no matter what, whether you're um, whether you're playing in the AHL or whether they slide the contract. So you're an 18 year old kid, and all of a sudden, you've accumulated some wealth, and you're amongst your teammates in Spokane, Washington, and obviously, we're not talking about um millions of dollars like some of these yeah. big paydays and some that you know I'm sure you hope that you will get there one day and I'm sure you will but uh but well I'm not sure of that I wouldn't bet you know I wouldn't <laughs> I'll yeah, tell you you better <laughs> but I hope you do um but nonetheless all of a sudden you've got a a, a good amount of money for an 18 year old you really want to know go to cap friendly and figure it out yourself <laughs> but you got a good amount of money what was that like you know all of a sudden you're living on your own you're with a billet family down down there in Spokane potentially and you know, you've got the world in front of you, and 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 it's a little different in junior, I imagine, than at this level.
2: Yeah, no, for sure, it's it's obviously exciting times. As soon as you get that that first paycheck, it's kind of an eye opener. You buy yourself but, something nice. Yeah, I did, got a couple of things. Um, I, I can't remember exactly i think i got a pair of yeezys shoes oh. just kind of a young guy young guy purchase looking back on it i think i've worn them like maybe 10 times because i don't want to get them dirty You say that's the
0: stupidest purchase you made or like wait, did you ever make one you're like man that was an impulse buy after that signing bonus no i've man.
2: actually i've actually been pretty good that's probably yeah. that would probably be the one and that's not even that's, that's not, not bad. even bad because no, i got a good the... deal on them so <laughs> no i've been pretty good with it but yeah it's 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 kind of crazy being that young and, and kind of getting some money but it, it's also really good for you because I mean. At that point, you're taking over a lot of stuff that your parents were paying for. You're taking over your car insurance. Uh, you're paying. You got to file your taxes sure. and, and all that stuff. So definitely, definitely an eye opener, but it definitely helps you grow up a lot as well.
0: College, the NCAA considers major junior hockey professional because players get a stipend, but it's yeah. it's not much. Do you consider it like a professional league, or do you think that they have it backwards in that way?
2: Uh, I mean. I don't know if I call it professional and like semi-professional, but mm-hmm. I mean, what, we're, what we were getting paid in the, in the WHL. I mean, it's not even. I mean, they're paying for your billet family and all right. that, so it's yeah, even. Sure. But yeah, you're not. You're by no means getting enough money to be to be going around making making those kind of purchases. So,
0: so do you think? I, I don't know how much you know about NCAA. Do you think that the national champion of the NCAA, if they face off against the Memorial Cup champion, the best in the major junior hockey league uh, hockey leagues, who, who would win? And are we talking
2: a series? Or are we talking just one game for the for the championship?
0: Uh, I'll give you a series. Yeah. So yeah, like I think a
2: series. Games. I think it would be. I think it'd be a, a junior team just because they've they've gone through that and NCAA doesn't play that. But I mean, in one game, I th- I'd probably take NCAA just because they're a, a lot older guys, right? Like it's a they, yeah, the age yeah. group's different. Like right. in junior, you got sixteen year olds playing sometimes. So I mean, this the the maturity level would be a lot different. So, yeah, one game would probably be NCAA, I would think.
1: You could have 16-year-olds against 24-year-olds no, exactly, in that matchup, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, for that reason, I think one game, it would it would probably go that way. But I think in a series, I mean, the I, if we're talking best of the best junior teams, then I think in a series, it would, it, I mean, it would be even for sure, but I think uh, junior would probably pull ahead there.
0: My alma mater, the University of New Hampshire. We're not on the game broadcast, so I'm going to give a personal plug. Beat Guelph in a, an exhibition game. Oh, really? Three. It was really? a big one for them. Was it the University of Guelph, or was it Guelph from <laughs> major juniors? <laughs> yeah. uh, hold on. Okay, it might have been. Uh, there we go. University there we go. <laughs> <of Guelph. University. laughs> that makes sense now. <laughs> I saw Guelph. You know, I look at the scores, and that's usually enough for me. Uh, yeah. They beat a team from Guelph. It yeah, yeah, wasn't we'll necessarily that. Guelph. I can't, I can't tell. It's a. It's a. What, what is their? Uh, what is Guelph? What is their mascot? Storm. Their or, okay. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't play Guelph. <laughs> <laughs> well, they beat another team. Usually, they play like. Uh, Francis Xavier, like Saint FX. One of, one of those teams. Oh, yeah, and they yeah, just yeah. dominated him this year. It was a little bit closer. So that was that was rough. All right. But, uh,
1: um, did they tell which age group of Guelph? Maybe like I, the Guelph under twelves yeah, or the probably. Guelph under, under 14s. <laughs> we beat there the we national
0: go. development program when I was at school. That was the exhibition game. Took them down. Bunch and now all those guys are in the NHL, and a lot of players I played with are, are not. So um, nonetheless, uh let's talk about let's let's flip the script. What's the best day of your life? Here's one of those draft questions. What do you consider the best day of your life on the spot?
3: Mm,
2: I think um, I think U seventeen we won the the championship of Team Canada. I think that was that was a pretty cool day. My my whole family was there, and I remember they they came on the ice. And uh, at that age, it's it's so exciting. We we're, were playing Russia in the gold medal games, and it was in. Um, where was it? Somewhere in BC, some small town in BC. But uh, the like the place was packed, and I mean, at, at that age, you're you're so excited to to play for Team Canada, and we we ended up. I think we were down a couple times during the game. We just came back and won. And for it to be in Canada, and they you all know, have the support, and then my, my family, all my family was there, and coming on the ice after that was that was pretty special.
1: That sounds awesome, yeah. but you're going to tell me that that day is better than doing the inaugural rainy day podcast here in this office. <laughs> no, it's
2: coming close here, but I had to pick yeah. one. So
0: <laughs> I would have thought you'd, said the, you'd say the draft.
2: Right? Yeah, well, I, I feel like that's kind of that's everyone's, and yeah, for sure, that's a that's an unbelievable moment. So I mean, those two are probably probably pretty
0: close. But maybe it's cash in that sinus signing bonus. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, all right, are you a do you trash talk on the ice? See I did
2: I did in junior a little bit when I I think like my 17 and 18 year old year and then I've kind of just gone away from it especially like in pro now I well, definitely yeah, don't <laughs> yeah I'm the last guy I've, I don't even open my mouth but in junior I did a little bit but my last year I kind of just being an older guy I just I didn't really do it. Do you
0: think um do you think the game would be ruined if we could hear everything that's said? Like how many guys would be getting in trouble on a regular basis? Like, so let's talk about let's think about Today, you know, you say one thing that someone else hears yeah. and it gets on Twitter, you're ruined, right? So no, like for you, sure. you got to be careful. Everyone goes going crazy lately. So, do you think that if NBC was able to make a package where if you have the MB because I'm sure they're working on it, if you have the NBC Plus, you can every player's mic'd up, you can hear the conversations going on on the ice. How yeah. much trouble would everybody get
2: into? See I think now guys are guys are a little more careful because of that cuz even with even if you're not wearing a mic like I feel like there's there you can always hear like you're watching a game on TV you can hear what guys are saying in the corner. Yeah. Like I I can you know sometimes they slip up and you can hear it and they don't know that but I definitely think guys are a lot more careful now just because of that but I think back in the day, if you had you had mics on, then yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah,
0: 100%. There's some videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Man, I've, they I've got seen away those with and it's stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we've mic'd
1: up a player and uh, some stuff can't be released. From, oh, yeah. From our, or just our mic'd up. It's not even that bad. It's just, you know, excessive use of certain words.
2: Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, there's some stuff that just like, it's just like getting under guys' skin, but then there's some stuff that. Obviously, is way too far and shouldn't be said.
0: So so. I've seen, you know, and I've seen the stuff that can't be released. And and you know what? In the NHL, they it seems like they release a lot. Like you can see a lot of stuff, and it's it's hysterical and it's it's good. But so I in college, the way that I made my my living in uh, Durham, New Hampshire, was I umpired high school baseball, and they I never threw a player out or a coach out or anything like that. But you were always taught. If a player swears at you, throw them out. Or if his coach said, you know, F you, whatever, you throw them out. And But if they're just swearing in a context of an argument, you let that go. In hockey, you watch these videos and, like, they're swearing right at the refs. And there's no penalty. There's no nothing. They're letting it go. How is Do you try to like determine what the line is out there like I, it, when you're, when you're having that conversation, you, you've worn a letter yeah. at different levels. And so you've been, you've had a lot of conversations with, with referees. How do you know where the limit is of how far I can take
2: this? I think it just depends on the ref. Like you kind of get a feel um, like in junior, you kind of, I, like, I kind of, we always had the same ref. So I kind of had a feel if guys were going to be short with me or if guys kind of um, if there was a little bit further line, but when I, when I was wearing a letter in Spokane, I I just tried to be respectful. Cause I, I feel like the only you're, if you're swearing at a ref, he's not going to, he's not going to change his mind anyhow, if he made a call. So like, why would you, he's not going to give you the next call if you're just blowing the guy up and swearing at him. But yeah, I think you just got, you just got to find the line for me. I just, you know, tried to show respect, but I, I definitely know, uh, like not, a, not everyone's like that. And I've definitely had moments where I've been swearing at refs too. So it's, uh, it's kind of kind of find the line, but it just depends on the ref. I feel like
0: we've seen the captain of your team, Brett Sutter, after he gets tossed from a draw, stand in that stand at that dot for yeah. A, I think yeah. like fifteen seconds. I love right, that and too. I love that. He will just give it to the linesman, and yeah. I can only imagine what's being said. But he's never going to change his mind. But Brett will do it again and again. And you're a centerman as well. So with all the constant changing of the rules and how finicky they get with these face-offs, which drives everybody crazy. That's, yeah. that's got to be a point of contention. I don't know. That should be a whole to- podcast topic in itself. It could be. That's Special a- edition. Worse. There, be, the The guy who yells shoot it on the power play and the linesman... Who doesn't drop the puck in time, there is a yeah. special place reserved for them. The shoot so, on the power play guy is yeah, those two <laughs> number one on the list of, those, of fans you you want to toss out of the game. Those two guys. Those two guys are the same guy. That guy is is a linesman for high school hockey on his on his off days and he's not dropping Absolutely. the puck. Absolutely. so <laughs> what are you doing when uh, what what is what are you saying when when you feel that maybe the line line's being inconsistent or isn't dropping the puck or is tossing it? What's the conversation there between those
2: two? For me right now, it's n- absolutely nothing because I'm a, I'm a young guy just starting pro. So I'm just trying to, I was told when I got called up um, after my, my year, 18 year, your 18 year old year of junior, I got called up to the rain and I remember I got kicked out of the draw and I kind of, I kind of like, said something to the ref and I got back to the bench and and uh, Brad actually he that actually said, said like don't don't say anything to the refs like they're old school some of them like they'll they won't uh, they'll treat you like that for the rest of your your pro career if you do that so uh, especially I just remember that and especially this year like I don't I don't say a word
0: Sorry, Zach just tapped me to tell me we got to wrap it up and it got me to pause. I, uh, I'm... <laughs> well, I'm not paying attention to the time. Zach's paying attention to the time. You got a place to be, Jared? Is that the issue here?
2: No, not really. I'm in so. no rush. I got a, uh, but
0: it with, it I got like, a lunch date here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But he's right. I am not keeping it, keeping track of the time. Um, well, I'll ask you one more because Zach's right. We do need to, to wrap it up here. Maybe we'll have you back another time. You're lucky. But, um, but. I want to ask you, Mike Stuthers, is you know, you just said some advice that he's given you. Have you had any coaches? You know, every coach has a different style, and Stutz has been in this league um, quite a while and in, in other leagues, and including the NHL and, and in junior, you know, he's seen it all and he's, he's, he's played uh, more games than pretty much everybody on the team combined. If you take out uh, Brett, I would say probably pretty close. This Hershey, maybe a Mario Kempi. Yeah, he well, no, a lot of games overseas. AHL, if you do AHL games, yeah, I, I all think time so, yeah. penalty minutes leader yeah. in Hershey. He's a tough guy, and he'll be the first one to to tell you that. And and you'll see that as well. What's it been like having him as a coach? Uh, you know, early on, as opposed to some other coaches that you have had, like like how can you compare and contrast?
2: Uh, he's been he's been great. I I love him. He um he holds you to high standards, and I feel like for, with the group we have, that that's what we need. We're pretty young, so. I think we need a guy that's that's going to hold us accountable and not just in games and practices. So, uh, he's been great with me individually as well. He, he's working with me a ton. Uh, same thing, same, like faceoffs, holds me to high standards. And uh, I think for guys, especially young guys coming into pro hockey, that's what you need. And uh, I've had I've had coaches similar to his type of style, like Don Knockbar in Spokane. You know, both both old school guys, both hold you to to high standards. But uh, you know, guys like that will do anything to you know, they'll, they'll do anything for, for the group of guys. They'll protect you. And uh, I think you respect guys like that a lot. You
0: ever playing a team with a coach that just doesn't have respect to the room?
2: No, honestly, I've had, I've had great coaches my whole career. Yeah. Every, every coach I've had, honestly, there hasn't been one where it's it, like, guys are, are checking out like every, I've been pretty lucky with in terms of coaches that way.
0: Very good. All right. That does it for me. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks of for course. being the first guest, yeah. Jared. And Uh, A very successful start to the season for you guys and for you as well. Seven points in eight games, I believe. So we hope uh, we hope that success continues for you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. So thanks again to Jarrett for swinging in. Jarrett Anderson Dolan, our first ever guest. We're back here, Zach. It's it's funny. Um, with the exception of the one guy last year, who it's clearly not working out well for him. Nobody says a bad thing about Mike Stothers who's had him as a coach. You never hear anybody gripe about him at all. And, and, and whether he drives a player crazy, which I'm sure he does from time to time when they're not uh, contributing like they should be, I mean, nobody ever. The, 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 the level of respect is at an all-time high for that guy. I think that,
1: for the most part, Stutz will maybe treat certain players differently, but he's always doing what's best for them, whether they know it at the time or not. Like, if he's hard on a player, there's a reason for it. And like you said, there is that one outlier last year is no longer sure, in the organization sure, but, actually, you can, sure, about, sure it, so. but you know other than that you see a guy like Jared Anderson Dolan a high character hard working player he's going to thrive under a coach like Mike Stothers because and Stutz just talked about uh Anderson Dolan after Saturday's game of how he's wanted the added responsibilities wanted the added ice time and he gets it because he's earned it it's not getting it because of who he is he's got that extra time because he's earned that extra time and that's how yeah Players are going to earn stuff under Stutz. They're going to earn it by working hard, and I think players that we have in the the system now, a lot of those guys are going to thrive under a coach like that.
0: Yeah, and Sherback had things to say about Montreal too. So maybe sometimes it's a you problem and not a uh, the the other way around. Sometimes there's a common denominator. Yeah, uh, you want to know one of the other trivia questions I had? I had ready to go after I botched the after pre- I yeah, you your ne- first. You nailed one. the first one. All right. You may know this offhand. You're the type of guy that uh, fastest hat trick in NHL history. Do you know the time? Because if you don't, I'll give you an under over. I don't know it. Okay. Yeah. Under over 30 seconds. I'm going to
1: say under. I don't know why I'm saying under. If someone in the. The background might be pointing down. I don't know. I couldn't tell. Well, you.
0: that that made it for great radio. Jesse Cohen is sitting here and and doing his best for all to of our TV listeners yeah. who are seeing so, Jesse great. going on. Jesse, we knew you knew. So you it. He said over under. Jesse knew it. He knew it. Yeah, there you go. Jesse, you don't have to write it down. <laughs> You're obviously sitting here. So <laughs> I all right. Name, but he played for Chicago. Yeah. It like well, it's it's ago. done, Jesse. You ruined that one. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Can cross who was it? What was the time? That's a good question. Yeah. No, he was right. It was uh, it, it was Chicago. Uh, Bill Masenko. In a mere 21 seconds. Wow. Jesse Cohen knew it, Zach. Yeah, I I did not. I sure sure Um, didn't. All right. So here, I'll give you another one. And Jesse, I know you know it, so you don't need to say anything. Earmuffs. Um, Who's the last NHL team to be uh, forced to play seven goalies in a season? Carolina Hurricanes. No. no. no Jesse, idea. do you want to? do you want to chime in? Yeah, it is the Kings. Good job. All right. Uh, the 0708 LA Kings, the 0203 St. Louis Blues, and the 8990 Quebec Nordiques. How many of the goalies the on the
1: 0708 Kings could you name? Oh. Offhand. Not many.
3: I mean, honestly. Me
0: yeah, let's see if you can do all set. You want me to pull up the DB? The whole, should we, Jesse, why don't you grab a mic? Yeah.
3: I want to. Ordinarily, I won't be ins- inserting myself. Into let me this podcast, let me guess a couple names trivia. and You're you can yeah, confirm. Yeah. That. hold All on, right. hold on. I'm going to be the uh,
0: judge here, right. so you guys. Uh, let's see. So start start guessing, and I'm sure you'll be. Able I'm going to throw guess. some names out. All right. Jamie Store, no.
1: Stefan Fassé.
3: no. Roman Czechmanek, no. He's definitely gone by then. Oh well, I'm over three. Um, I think Quick played three games. Oh, yeah, I don't think Quick makes sense. Yeah. Um. I think Bernier was this was the other one, but I think it was like Garon. Right. Okay, so
0: you're right. Quick played three games. Jason LaBarbara
3: was either LaBarbara or Garon. LaBarbara
0: played 45 games more than anybody else. Now that's right. number
1: one on the list. If you're playing seven goalies, 45.
0: <laughs> there should be another one you can get if you think of Manchester the Monarchs. Well,
3: Stevens had Bernier. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got Bernier. Okay. But the ones that Zach won't get are Utaka Fukufuji.
0: He did not play. It,
3: that was that player. the year before?
0: You just wanted to say that. I know oh, you got kind of, a wow. Fuji, but I—I I couldn't have told right. you his years.
3: I could have. Sure. wrong about that. Then was Barry Brust that year? No. Wow, I've got my years all All right, you—you've
0: got so LaBarbera played 45, and then you haven't gotten the uh, the next
3: Erzberg. two down. Who
0: played? Not, one played 19. One played 14. Dan Cloutier, oh, good good yeah, job on that. Yeah. He played nine games. So yeah.
3: And Erzberg wasn't one of them. Oh yeah, you got Erzberg. Okay. Oh, did you right. say that? Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry about that. He played fourteen. You're missing the nineteen gamer, the number two guy.
3: And it wasn't Garan?
0: Dan Taylor played one game. Dan Taylor. So
3: of I, I'll give you that one. I'm trying to think of which
1: NHL trading cards I had. Now, that was
3: after I had NHL trading cards. I'm taking myself off mic because I thought I knew, but I obviously
0: don't. Yeah. Okay, Zach. He played the majority of his career in Pittsburgh. Two years in Toronto. Last season was uh, was the Tom Barrasso? No. No. <laughs> JS Aubin. JS van. Yeah, eh? So you, you, you came close. You got a few. You didn't Tom Barrasso was well before that, but Indeed. I couldn't think of anyone yeah, else. Yeah, those were the other. Uh,
1: Pittsburgh between like
0: Barrasso and Flurry. So Those were the other trivia questions I had. So, real quick, um, as I believe this is dropping tomorrow, which is Tuesday, today's Monday. Um, uh, two games, both at home for the rain this weekend. First and second of November, you start a new month. So you, you put in the books at 6-1-1 one one for the month of October. Great way to start, and now you really do. I, I think a lot of teams like to look at month-by-month month records and see how they did, so now you, you try to start a, a new slate, and the first time the Bakersfield Condors will come to Toyota Arena this season, back-to-back games, and the rain have defeated the Condors in the first two games they played them in, but they were very tight contests. A 2-1 to game and a 3-2 overtime win in Bakersfield. You could argue
1: Bakersfield was the better team in both of those games too. So for the rain to come away with four points from a building that they got three points in all of last season is pretty good. You know, you talk about that eight game segment to start the year six, one and one last year's first eight games was one, four and three, obviously a pretty stark difference uh, between those two starts and should be a good weekend. Bakersfield, a very, very skilled team offensively. They're as deep as any team up front in the division Uh, should be a good, Good weekend in Ontario, especially with Hockey Fights Cancer Night on Saturday. Another specialty jersey should be a really fun night.
0: Let's play a Soothsayer for a moment. Palm reader, however you want to say it. When will Cal Peterson first not start this year? So obviously he was pulled in one game. There, was tw- there have been 20 minutes of rain hockey that he didn't play. Otherwise, he's played every minute. I'm going to say he plays both games this weekend. I don't think there's any reason to believe. And I, I'm guessing you're on the same page. Barring anything happening outside of, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no, then yeah then r- I would say he probably change. plays both games. I'm going to guess that right now it's uh, it's Cole Kaler. So again, barring any roster changes, but backup goaltender Cole Kaler or if Matthew Valalta comes back up, whatever happens. Uh, I'm going to say the second game in Colorado. I think that's the first time we will not see Cal start a game.
1: So there was a theme with our trips to Colorado last season in which we got shelled the first night in Colorado. Uh, It's a difficult rink to play in with a high altitude that gave our team some real struggles last year in our first trip there. The Budweiser Events Center. It is. It's a small, you know, 5,000, 6,000-seat arena that sells out every night. The fans are right on top of you. It's at altitude, and our team struggled the first night each time there. So that's a valid point. I I think Cal starts both of the games unless something, you know, unless
0: Tuesday doesn't go as planned. All right, so I'm sticking with my guess. I'm saying that... Wednesday, the 6th, against Colorado at the Budweiser Events Center. Cal Peterson does not start the game. Do you want to take a guess? I don't know the calendar, but my guess
1: is so he doesn't I'm start. I'm
0: looking at it, I'll tell you. you Saturday, to to Iowa? The November next 30th. Iowa. You're going all the way down to the last game in November. Because That's bold.
1: we only have sets of two until that point, in which case we get there. There's another three and four with a holiday in between. And I'm going to say... Barring anything that's outside of the control of do you start goalie A or yep. goalie B, yeah, yeah, yeah. he starts every game until that point.
0: Okay, so I'm on the sixth. You're on the thirtieth. Let's call it an even. What do you want to do? Ten grand. How, what do you want to put on this?
1: I uh, I did not sign my entry level deal <laughs> in Spokane, <laughs> right, okay. so I will. So uh, it'll be a pass. Gen-
0: It'll be a gentleman's bet. A gentleman's as bet is as good as usual.
1: Yep. And it's um, oh, uh, highest without going over, right? <laughs> so I think I gotta bought myself twenty four hours. No, it's days. it's
0: it's date or nothing. Okay, and, that's and since we've got nothing on it, it's gonna be very exciting. All but right. I I I think you're right in the sense that um that it's either if it's not this trip, then it is probably that thirtieth date because, like you said, Zach, the rain after you know, you got Bakersfield at home, two games at Toyota arena, first and second Friday and Saturday. Then it's a road trip for four games. And then it's uh, the next two weekends or Friday and Saturday is back to back. One home game in that two week span before they return home for uh, the first two of three and four. So I, I think you hit the nail on the head, but, but whatever way you slice it, he's he's a workhorse and he's going to be a workhorse all year. So it's going to be exciting to see him. And, um, you know, selfishly, we hope that he stays with, with the rain as long as possible. We'll, to wait and see um with that i think that'll do it for us today um we will talk to you again soon enjoy the week and uh we'll talk to you next week with a new guest everything like that bye-bye